Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. I wanted to just start off really quick by uh, thanking everyone who is um, listening to the podcast, especially those that are brand new. I know we're getting uh, a lot of new listeners all the time. We're on all the new platforms, all of the the big platforms uh, that uh, you listen to podcasts on. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on uh, iHeart now. Uh, If if you can't find us on the platform that you prefer, uh, just drop us a line, let us know. We'll do uh, our due diligence in trying to get us on uh, that platform. Um, But again, just wanted to give a big thank you to everybody who is tuning into the podcast, getting something out of it. Uh, It definitely warms our heart here. Uh, And and what I wanted to cover today is an article that I saw uh, in the stream, and it's entitled, Pope Biden and the New Theocracy of the Christian Left. Uh, Now, this was an article by Frank Turek and Lucas Miles. It was published on February 3rd, uh, and I really like Frank. I think he is an excellent Christian apologist. I've seen a number of his videos. I've seen a a number and read a number of his writings. I think he does a great job, and uh, and I think he did an excellent job here, too. So let's get right into this. It says, uh, after four years of accusing conservatives of violating the First Amendment by uh, attempting to establish an American theocracy, the conclave of the Christian left sent the ceremonial white smoke of affirmation through the metaphorical chimneys of our nation's capital as the Times announces a more, quote, religiously observant, unquote, neo-papacy, headed by none other than President Joe Biden himself. No longer identifying as simply Catholic or Christian, Biden's deeply praised spirituality has adopted qualifiers such as liberal Christianity and progressive Christianity, providing that the left takes no issue with an American theocracy, as long as the Democrats are able to uh, exchange the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the holy Marxist trinity of diversity, acceptance, and social justice. So obviously it starts off with a bang here, uh, leaving no punch uh, unturned, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, and, and I would say that the, left, the leftists have a worldview that does not include God in, for the most part. Uh, most leftists don't, uh, don't really have God as part of their worldview. So because of that, they have to establish a, a kind of a humanistic religion that uh, relies on mankind to solve all problems. And so when you look toward these, these people that they, they hold up and, and, and these, these ideals that they think that, that we should be working toward because they, they don't believe there is a God and, and that God is not going to do anything when it comes to these social issues or whatever the case may be, these problems that we confront. Uh, let me continue. It says, in this America, President Biden's pro-abortion beliefs are lauded as, quote, steeped in Christian rituals and practices, unquote, while simultaneously leftist uh, derogatory reference to Amy Coney Barrett's pro-life agreement uh, with the church is dogmatic, as we heard. Uh, Contrary to what the Times says, Biden is not only not religiously observant of the church's most important moral teachings, uh, he denies them through his policies. In the new theocracy of the Christian left, such biblical defiance 
is not only desired, it is the very definition of devotion. And I, I, would, I would agree with them here. Uh, the, the hypocrisy of the left is on full display here. Really it is. Uh, when the Supreme Court Justice uh, Barrett acknowledges her spiritual beliefs, she is unqualified for the position. You heard all kinds of howls uh, about how she is unqualified for this because of her faith. That how that's going to get in the way. There's no way she can be uh, impartial, think, thinking that God exists and that uh, she has a has a, a part to play in in uh, in God's design for this world. Uh, and so we definitely cannot put her on the Supreme Court. But when Biden says his policies are are because of his spiritual beliefs, well, that's just wonderful. That's just awesome even if they really aren't. <laughs> so uh, let's, get, uh, let's get back to the article. It says, Forget forgiveness of sins, repentance, and the cross. The new religion of the left uh, in- initiates its members through forced acceptance of global warming, racism, and pro-abortion child sacrifice. Fueled by a nearly state-run liberal media, the Christian left holds their new Pope's doctrines. Uh, ratified by cowardly executive orders as infallible and the ultimate expression of not only faith, but science as they solve every problem from poverty to pollution. And let me stop there. Uh, you know, you, you can't downplay the role of, of the liberal media here. When, when you see this day after day after day, um, just just rammed down uh, down people's throats. I mean, uh, I I try to uh, take in new sources from all different perspectives, understanding their biases and things like that. Uh, I I I am even still to this day shocked in many ways by some of the, uh, how liberal and how untrue and 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 just poor journalism that that comes out of many of the left leaning media outlets. Uh, it, it is something that if you just simply rely on that only, you are going to get a very skewed view of things in this country and around the world, and, and you're going to believe a lot of things that just simply are not true. And so I, I would not downplay that role at all. Um, back to the, the article, it says, to, to deny their logic that allows grown men in girls' restrooms and invents more than 100 genders is heretical and will land one in certain excommunication from the church of the state through total political and financial cancellation. Severe offenders even risk being for, uh, refused access to the left's most divine sacraments. And those are Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> and, and haven't we seen that? Man, you know, uh, Parlor is still not up and running. Uh, they still are trying to get their own servers going uh, as they've been kicked off uh, by Amazon, and, uh, and and we see you know many people that that are uh, you, you just for any little thing that they don't like, then they can kick you off, and and it may still be true, and the, and and it doesn't matter that if they don't like it, you're done. Um, you know you don't dare disagree with you know what they have been trying to accomplish or. We will take your God-given rights away, is what they they literally are, are saying to you. Uh, free speech does not matter. Uh, if if you're saying something that to them is not true or they don't like, then boom, you're done. 
you no longer have the right to free speech. All right, back to the article. This new progressive theology and theocracy considers it perfectly legitimate to be a card-carrying member of the Christian left and support anti-biblical ideals, such as same-sex marriage and abortion, uh, despite mountains of biblical evidence to the contrary. For the Church of, of Biden, there are no contradictions here. After all, the archaic mumblings of biblical orthodoxy are no matter, no match in their minds for the religiously enlightened dogma of its past saints, like Darwin, Marx, Obama, <laughs> as well as the theocracy's holy mother herself, Margaret Sanger. <laughs> of course, the, the, uh, the one who uh, put Planned Parenthood on the map, and she's the, the one that started Planned Parenthood. Uh, it is enlightening to me how leftists just can't see the hypocrisy of their, of their positions really here. Uh, many will say that they don't like the things, uh, you know, like, for instance, abortion, but, you know, they, they, they do and they say things that, that, that support it. So how, how can you say on one hand that you don't want something when, on the other hand, everything that you do supports it? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, you know, someone once said, you can tell some, someone's priorities by where their time is spent and where the dollars in their pocketbook are spent. <laughs> and so uh, it's the same type of thing. You, you're, you, you may say one thing, but your actions prove otherwise. All right, back to the article. They assert that liberal Christians can not only overlook abortion, but they can celebrate it because of the plethora of other pro-life issues that the Democratic Party addresses, like universal health care, the dangers of global warming, and open borders. So it's perfectly legitimate, they say, to be a progressive Christian and support politicians who are pro-abortion, after all. Uh, for the left, Biden's Christianity is you know, less focused on sexual uh, politics and more on uh, combating poverty and climate change and, and racial inequality. Except, of course, it isn't. Uh, you know, I would say, you know, even adding to that, under President Bill Clinton, we were... Um, yeah, we were told and we heard that uh, what he was doing uh, when it came to who he slept with, well, that, that was personal. We, we shouldn't, um, you know, uh, concern ourselves with, with his, his personal life. Uh, we don't care that he doesn't even live with Hillary or, or that he has sex in the Oval Office. Come on, that's, that's his own thing is what we were told. Uh, but now we're supposed to know the sexual preference of everyone that we meet and accept and celebrate it all including those who are too young to even have sex. We need to know their sexual pre preference, and we need to address them by that. It's, a, it's, it, it's such a twisted, weird type of thing, and, and it's not uh, obviously um, something that, that we can support and not be hypocritical. All right, back to the article. It says, Politics under Biden and the Christian left have never been more sexualized. With an outright obsession with genders, a woman's right to choose, transgenderism, and in introducing America's children to drag queens even, uh, apropos of Jesus' rebuke of the religious and political leaders of his day. The Christian left uh, are nothing more than blind guides, they say here, who strain out a gnat but swallow a camel, in reference obviously to the Bible, uh, much like the, the Pharisees of Scripture. Today's progress uh, progressive Christians 
are majoring in the minors. And I would say that is hitting the nail right on the head there. Uh, And just like the Pharisees of Jesus' time, they are so consumed with hatred and, and really fearful of their loss of power that they fail to see the bigger picture. Uh, you, 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 uh, when, when you have a conversation, uh, oftentimes with someone uh, uh, on the Christian left, they, they, they so, um, as they put here, major on the minors, they, they will, they will pick these things out that, that have such little consequence to anyone. Um, like, like for instance, uh, you, you can take the abortion issue for instance, and you can say, you know, uh, boy, what about all these babies that are slaughtered? But you know, they'll say, well, but you know, what about this thing that happens like 0.001% of the time? What, what about them? We need to keep uh, it legal for everyone. That That is such a majoring on the minors that it overlooks the bigger picture. All right, back to the uh, article. It says, for instance, we have religiously observant politicians telling us that the light bulbs, uh, what light bulbs we can and can't use, all the while neglecting to shed light on the worst injustice imaginable, the senseless slaughter of the unborn, and even worse, all in the name of women's reproductive rights. Christ-centric Christians know that this logic runs afoul to Jesus and common sense, and I'd say even uncommon sense at this point. Um, you know, this this is because the prevailing thought of the leftists really is, uh, as long as, as you are seen trying that's all that really matters. It doesn't really matter that that what you believe uh, actually does any good. It doesn't matter that what you're what you're pushing doesn't really work, or or maybe even makes the problem worse. That doesn't really matter when it comes to that kind of thinking. What what really matters is that you set yourself up as someone who is woke. You set yourself up as someone who is concerned and 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 uh, not a part of the problem. Uh, this, this, this is, this goes against what so many in the past have, have said, and that is, if you're going to be a good leader, then you need to make sure that you get results. If you get results, that shows how good a leader you are. That shows how concerned you are, uh, over the problems. If you are able to make a difference, then we can see that you actually do concern yourself with those things. If you're just throwing things out there and not really doing anything, but you just kind of look like you're doing something, then that is illogical. That means that you aren't really concerned about the problem. I can remember, I can remember years ago when uh, I, I was starting a new job and the manager came to me and said, you know, if I, what I need you to do is that there are going to be times when we aren't very busy. But what I need you to do is I need to make sure that you look busy. You don't have to be busy. You don't have to actually be accomplishing anything. But if I come out of my office or whatever, and I see you not looking busy, then that's where we have the problem. And, and to me, that was such a backwards way of thinking. I mean, if, if I want to do something, I, I don't want to just look like I'm, I'm doing it. I want to actually accomplish something. If there's nothing to do, then there's nothing to do. But if there's things that need to be done, then I want to get those done. And I don't, want to, I don't care what I look like. I just want to get those things accomplished. It was such a backwards way of thinking. And, and let me give you another example. Uh, take electric cars, for example. Uh, we, we, we've seen such a push for electric cars. In fact, Chrysler just announced 
that uh, with, within an, just a short period of time, they are going to try to go to all electric cars and produce all electric cars and no longer produce any engines that take gasoline or fossil fuels. So number one, I think it's foolish and, and, and we're not, you know, we don't have time to get into all that. But number two, electric cars themselves aren't doing anything when it comes to the environment. Now, if you like electric cars, if you if, if if you just dislike getting out in cold weather and putting gasoline in your tank or whatever, and and you just you'd rather um, you know run around with an electric car because it's quieter or what, whatever the case may be, I, I could care less. You can go buy electric cars, and I and and that would be fine. That's your choice. But the problem here is that so many think that if they um, if, if they own electric cars then they're actually helping the environment that we're that, that that you're helping with climate change that you're saving the planet uh from you know uh, total destruction within the next 12 years or, or whatever aoc aoc says you know we that's just simply not the case when it comes to electric cars because okay let's take a look for instance where do we get our electricity from and, and you can say, well, we get it from solar, and we get it from wind, and we get it from hydro, but the majority of, of the electricity that we have comes from coal-burning plants. We, we dig up coal, we burn that coal in coal-burning plants, and we create electricity from that coal, and then that, coal, that, that electricity is, is, is shipped all over where it needs to be. So when we actually use electricity we are doing we are putting more of this carbon stuff in the air if you believe in the, in the in the climate change type stuff you're putting more carbon into the air than you would be if you were just driving a gasoline powered car by far way more and you can take a look at solar and you can take a look at at wind they are they're they're nowhere even close to paying for themselves if you if you if you try to put up a windmill, uh, let's say, especially one of these big windmills, uh, we have quite a few of them here in the Northwest. And when you actually add up the, the amount that, uh, that it uh, costs to, to put one of these up, to maintain it, and then to take it down when it, when it is no longer functioning, uh, that, that cost does not cover, um, it, it's way more than the, than the um, money that you received from the electricity that you got from it. So it is, does no, in no way pay for itself. Uh, solar is in, the, is in the same boat. And so, w- w- like, we, like I just said, coal power is how we get our electricity for the most part. And, and by driving the electric car, you're putting literally more into the air, carbon uh, emissions, than if you were to just simply drive the car uh, that's gas powered. All right, let me, let's, let's get back. Uh, the article now says, now none of this means that Christians should be one issue voters. Being pro-life on the abortion issue doesn't necessarily qualify someone as a good candidate. Christians and the conservatives and conservatives should also want their candidates to be strong on other issues as well, like religious freedom, national defense, the economy, etc. Understanding Jesus' teaching means that we are not one-issue voters, but we are one-issue disqualifiers. That is, when that issue shows complete disregard for human life. So, in, in other words, 
while pro-life doesn't necessarily qualify someone as a good candidate, being pro-abortion necessarily disqualifies someone as a good candidate. For this reason, a candidate's position on abortion may very well be the, the best metric to determine if someone remains true to Christianity as defined by scripture and natural law, or if they've joined the new theocracy of the Christian left. All right, so I'm going to jump in here. Abortion is such a key issue because it is so very straightforward of an issue. Uh, You are willing to, to uh, to supporting the killing of unborn babies, or you're not. Uh, the left can throw up all of the many weird exceptions uh, as they as they can, and it and it doesn't change the fact that unless the mother's life is in valid danger, it just simply is murder. Those politicians that that can't or or don't want to see uh, that that life begins a long time before that trip down the birth canal, well, that just shows their character flaw, and and for that reason it would be almost impossible to really vote for a candidate who, who just can't see that. And, and I understand that, that there's a lot of candidates that, that, that uh, are running for positions where it's not going to be an issue, but what it does is it shows you the type of person that that, that one is, uh, that that candidate is, that politician is, and how they're going to react to other things, because pro-life gets into all kinds of different areas. All right, back to the article. It says, for those who still think it's appropriate to support pro-abortion politicians, I have a few questions. Would you take the same position if the issue was not abortion, but slavery? Would you reason there are other freedom uh, issues that are important too? So it's perfectly fine to support pro-slavery candidates, right? Would you deny the moral importance of voting for Abraham Lincoln over, you know, Stephen Douglas? Uh, would you gloss over the fact that Douglas not only wants to keep sl- slavery legal, but he wants you, the taxpayer, to subsidize it? And I, and I would say the same thing here. I mean, if, if we make slavery legal, it's going to happen anyway, right? <laughs> you know, there, there are better ways to stop slavery than making it illegal. I mean, these are all the things that we hear so often when it comes to the abortion issue. Uh, why, why do so many say that they are against abortion, but support ke- keeping it legal. Uh, you know, we would never stand for this this kind of logic if we were talking about murder. If we were talking about uh, murder in their eyes, um, I mean, murder of an adult even, you know, or, or a child uh, that's already been born. If we were talking about that, well, you wouldn't say, oh, I'm, I'm just going to keep it legal. I, I want to keep it legal because that that's how we stop murder. No, that's not what we do at all. We make it illegal, and then we do things to, you know, stop those that are doing the illegal things. And so the the whole idea of keeping abortion legal to try to stop it is just so anti-logical. Um, all right, uh, back to, to the to the last part of, of the article here. It says, uh, "I doubt you would uh, support the pro-slavery uh, candidate, like Jesus. You would." Uh, charge anyone making such a terrible case with neglecting the more important matters of the law. And as such, true Christians, whether Republican or Democrat, should do the same in Biden's America. In light of an uh, ascendant liberal Christianity, true followers of Christ must learn to discern the difference between men 
who declare themselves gods, and God who made himself man. Let me, let me repeat that. True followers of Christ must learn to discern the difference between men who declare themselves gods and a God who made himself man. You know, I, I, I have to say, what a stark difference. What a stark difference between the two. One sacrifices our freedoms for his own gain, and the other sacrifices himself out of a love for us. And isn't that what we should be concentrating on? Those that, that have a heart for God and, and, the, and the, the, the God who gave himself up for us, who died on that cross and then rose again just simply so that we could be reunited with him once again. I uh, would love to hear what you have to think on the subject. Um, you know, I may have ticked a few people off and that's okay. We, I've told you we're going to cover uh, the many issues that, uh, that are hard sometimes and they're, they're tough to listen to sometimes. But that's what we're going to do on this podcast. So I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, either positive, negative uh, comments, doesn't matter. Uh, go ahead and email us. That's probably the best way. I, I look at every single one. And the email address is foruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's for, F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>